Hello and welcome to the First and Ten podcast. Uh, this is the first of our new daily show. So, yeah, we're moving to Monday to Friday. Um, we're going to try and keep them short on the whole. We might have a few longer ones in there, like when we do our preview podcast or maybe the reviews or if there's something else to talk about. But on the whole, they're going to be sort of shorter podcasts, but yeah, five a week. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, well, it's 4.02 here and free agency has just opened well the uh legal tampering period anyway so we might get some uh, news as i'm recording this but say for now um just gonna sort of run through what's happened so far um well the big news earlier today was uh that the draft in las vegas has been cancelled the draft will still happen but all the events around it are not going to be happening it's going to be done well, the details of actually what's happening aren't really out there yet, but I would assume it's going to be either done remotely or with just sort of officials from each team in a room, but we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, the draft in Vegas, as it was planned, no more. So no gondolas for players. That is, I mean, that's a big disappointment of this. The the chance that somebody fell out of one of those on the way, but, you know, what can you do? There's uh, bigger things going on in the world right now, so, you know, if that's the worst thing that happens, then it's not too bad, is it? Um, so, hey, the big move so far, I might as well just get straight on to, to it. So, we're going to do a podcast with me and Ross in the morning, but and we're going to go through these in more detail, but I'll quickly run through the stuff that's happened in a lot, like the last 24 hours, I guess. Um, so, the big one, Ryan Tannehill uh, got his big deal. It wasn't sure whether the... Titans were going to give him it or go for Tom Brady or give a deal to Derek Henry and tag Tannehill. Weren't really sure what's happening, but in the end, it's a 118 million four year deal with 62 million guaranteed for Tannehill, who a year ago was traded for what seventh round pick. That is a lot of money. Um, personally, I'm not massively in favour of the deal. I'm sure there'll be Titans fans out there that are happy and what he gave the team when they signed him and when uh, he came in for Mariota obviously worked out very well with the playoff run and all of that stuff. But to me, there's a lot more evidence that... I mean, I don't think he's a terrible quarterback. I never thought he's a terrible quarterback, so I don't want to sort of stuff like that. But there's a lot more evidence that he's a middling quarterback at best and yeah, not the sort of person you want to be giving almost 30 million a year to so to me that's not a a great deal but they were sort of sort of snookered really they didn't really have a lot of options but doing this um obviously Brady was an option but many people are questioning if that was a better option who knows at this stage but to me paying Ryan Tannehill for four years and I mean there is a get out of this but it's a really expensive one in a year's time and I mean I put a poll out yesterday on the Twitter account. What's more likely, Ryan Tannehill isn't starting for the Titans week one of the 2021 season or he sees out this four-year deal. And I mean, it was pretty much split completely. So, yeah, people aren't sure. But the fact that that's even a question probably tells you a lot about this deal. Um, So the other big thing from the Titans is that they franchise tag Derek Henry. So we'll get on to the other tags in a bit. But yeah, the big news there. Derek Henry, I don't think anyone ever thought they were going to let him get away, but it was whether it's a tag or another deal. And I mean, I think if you're going to keep Henry, then this is the way to do it because 
I mean, look at the teams that have committed to running backs in recent times, the last few years. None of them will be particularly happy with how they've played out, I don't think. None of them have really produced like what they would expect for the money they're paying. So, yeah, I think this is the best way to do it. Derek Henry, I think people have sort of pegged him as one of these like the top running backs of the league and while he is he has been that and he was last year there's been a lot of inconsistent production through the years um I mean the year before this was his second thousand yard season of his four in the league and I know that some of that he was with DeMarco Murray so that was limited in his production but I mean his what 2018 season I think before the last four games he had barely had a a game over 50 yards rushing so I don't think we should be jumping to pay Derek Henry or put him at the top of the league. Um, top yeah, top of the league in terms of running backs. And I know this isn't the be all and end all, but when you look at fantasy, where was Derek Henry going in these last couple of seasons in the draft in your leagues out there? It wasn't in with these first rounders like your Le'Veon Bell's, your Ezekiel Elliott's, and I know they've had their own problems, but that sort of shows you where he was before this season and. I don't think he's that much of a different back. I don't think all of a sudden after two and a half, three years in the league, he's discovered how to play running back in the NFL. But he's a good player and he is the Titans offence really and I think that's going to continue with Ryan Tannehill there. I think you saw in the playoffs that Ryan Tannehill couldn't really make the plays when it mattered, but we'll see. I think the other big thing for Tennessee is it looks like Jack Conklin is heading out the door and he was questionable in pass protection at times but probably one of the best in the run game in the whole league at tackle so I mean that's a big big downer for Derek Henry there and maybe less so for Tannehill because pass protection wasn't really his sort of real uh, highlight of his talents I guess Um, but yeah Run blocking certainly was, and this will definitely hurt Derek Henry. Whoever they replace him with is almost definitely a downgrade in that area. Say so it's tough for me. I am betting the under on Titans with the season. I think they're at eight and a half. Yeah, give me the under. I just don't see it. I don't think this is a great move. It's one they didn't really have a lot of option but to do, but it's not one that I think they'll be looking back fondly of in a year's time of paying Ryan Tannehill and I mean the tag for Derek Henry is obviously quite expensive but at least they're not committing to him long term because also like a style a player of Henry's style I mean they break down quickly don't they these sort of real banger running backs they yeah they, they're constantly getting pounded every single game so they don't really have a long shelf life and yeah, committing to him long term, not great, but yeah, giving him the franchise tag, I think, is fine. It's not necessarily a move I particularly like love, but it's one they sort of had to do. Um, so the other big one uh, coming out earlier for quarterbacks was Kirk Cousins got a sixty-six million two-year extension from the Vikings. I think it's ninety-six million over three years that he's got left on that deal. I mean, nobody has benefited from being in the right place at the right time more than him. As he got the, was it two franchise tags from the Redskins that paid him crazy money, then a massive deal from the Vikings. And they basically had to pay him after giving him that deal. They had to follow through on it. And I mean, it's not the best place to be in when you've sort of backed yourself into a corner where you have to pay someone 
who, I mean, at times he played well last year, and at times he was throwing the ball about four times a game, and they were sort of keeping him out of the game plan, which, I mean, isn't something from a 30 million quarterback, but I think I think he's more like the player that sort of at times was one of the better quarterbacks, but for me, he's still, I mean, if he's above average, it's not by a lot, is it? Um, yeah, it's a lot of money, and I mean, we'll get on to Dak Prescott in a second, but that's a lot of money for a quarterback that you're not really sure is the man, because I'm not convinced the Vikings feel that way, but they sort of had to give him this extension, because I don't think they could have risked going another year and then having the uncertainty of it, but yeah, it's a really odd move, and... I think this is why teams don't win. <laughs> really, they get stuck with someone who's not right for them. But yeah, we'll see how it plays out with him. Um, yeah, get onto the franchise tags now. Um, there might have been one since I wrote these down just before recording. So if I've missed someone off, it's probably that it's happened late. Um, so the big ones, most of these are pretty expected. I think there's a cut that, well, one in particular I'll get to in a minute. But most of them were, I think, most people expected coming into today. And we seem to have like an, a crazy amount of tags compared to other years, but I don't know if that's with the CBA getting signed so late, whether that sort of hindered teams being able to get long-term deals done. But yeah, we got plenty of tags, so I sort of run through them. Shaq Barrett in Tampa—that's, I mean, that was pretty obvious, wasn't it? Um, you've got Dak Prescott, the Cowboys. Again, they weren't letting him get away, and if they couldn't get a deal done, then he was always getting the tag. What this means for Amari Cooper, I don't know whether. This means that he will get out of Dallas or whether they'll pay him just a huge deal. But I think somebody in free agency will pay him a lot of money. And it's just whether Dallas can match that where they've got to pay Dak obviously a big amount. They've got Ezekiel Elliott on for a lot of money. They've got a lot of players out there. They're paying a lot of money. And whether they can afford to actually pay Amari Cooper is another question if a team comes and just blows them out of the water. Um, AJ Green got the tag expectedly. Bud Dupree... Uh, Leonard Williams, Chris Jones—they've all been tagged today. I say we'll run through them a bit in a bit more detail probably tomorrow. But yeah, I think none of them were unexpected. Um, there's a couple that are a little unexpected though. You've got Kenyon Drake in Arizona, who has been given the transition tag. So I mean, it's basically not the same thing, but one of these weird rules where a team can give up the pick. But yeah, it looks like he's staying in Arizona after. Being traded there for not a lot from Miami. He went there and become one of the most efficient running backs in the league and sort of made David Johnson, who, I mean, even coming into last year, people had high hopes that he could get back to that form, but he obviously never did. But he took that job from him, and it looks like David Johnson's heading out the door. And I think I saw earlier that, sorry about that, um, I saw earlier that there's uh, four teams in for him, including the Texans. So we'll see where he ends up. But it wouldn't surprise me after this tag if they've already got a deal in place for Johnson to move elsewhere because I'm not sure they'd commit to Drake like this if they didn't already have a partner in place. So, one to look out for there. Um, i say the final tag, it might not be the final if I miss one, as I say, but <laughs> the final tag that I've got written down because it was quite late on, um, is Joe Tooney for the Patriots who has come through just before this opened. So, I mean, this is a, quite an interesting one. As a Patriots fan, this leaves not a lot of money there. So it makes a lot more sense if it's a tag and trade to sort of keep him away from the Jets, who were heavily linked with him when it looked like he was just going to 
hit free agency. It's a lot of money to be paying a guard, especially when you've got Shaq Mason on the other side and a lot of money as well. So it'd be a real surprise if they're paying both of them, especially with the whole Tom Brady thing. But maybe that's playing out a different way. I saw that, I think at one stage, the Buccaneers have gone favourites to sign Brady. It doesn't totally make sense to me, but there's something in it, it seems. People seem to be buying into it, but I'm not quite sure what that is. But we'll see how that plays out. It's obviously going to be one of the big stories of the coming days is what happens with Tom Brady. But yeah, right now, the Patriots don't have a lot of cap space. So attack and trade for Tooney seems to make more sense. But yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, one relatively big release um, was Devontae Freeman at the Falcons. I don't think completely unexpectedly, but he is uh, he's on his way out of Atlanta. He's been there for a number of years now, and I don't think his production last year really sort of justified them keeping him on the deal he was on, so I think this was pretty expected. But he could easily turn into um, a Carlos Hyde type of signing for someone who went to the Texans for not a lot of money and just gave good, solid production. I think he's that sort of player, especially if you can get him in a sort of two-running-back system, sort of a committee there. I think he can really, really help you out. So, yeah, he's somebody to look out for now. Another running back coming up in free agency. I don't know if that affects Melvin Gordon's market at, at all, but we'll see on the running backs. I think Kenyon Drake... Leaving the mar- uh, leaving the market being taken off it helps Gordon, but maybe Freeman coming onto it sort of takes him away. But I think he'll still be the highest paid running back out there. Um, the other sort of weird story of the day was that um, the Texans might be uh, be interested in trading away DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I don't really understand this one. Um, he's, I think he's got like the eleventh highest deal in in terms of wide receivers, which is perfectly fine for one of the best receivers in the league. I think it's £12.5 million per year, and that's pretty similar over the remaining three years of their deal. So it's definitely not to do with the deal, because that deal is perfectly fine. So the only thing that I could make sense of is if potentially wanted a new deal and the Texans didn't want to give it to him. But, I mean, if DeAndre Hopkins is actually available, then surely every team in the league is going to at least sort of find out what the Texans are after, because... He can he can be a difference maker for your team, and everyone's looking for a wide receiver. And if perhaps the best receiver in the league comes on the scene, I know there's arguments for other players like Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, and a couple of others. But DeAndre Hopkins is, I think he's pretty much in everyone's top five. So yeah, if he came on the market, then there'd be a lot of interest in him. I can't see this actually happening, but who knows? Um, yeah, that's sort of it for today. Um, I'll put out a thing for uh, questions. I know we got, I know we got one in. I'd put it out quite late, so um, yeah, didn't get many in. But if you have any questions, say so going daily, we're always going to be able to answer them. I'll put a post out whenever I remember and try and get some questions on because it's always my favourite part of the podcast is um, uh, reading them out and answering those because it keeps it a bit different. So uh, we got one question, a pretty topical one. Is from uh, at pain in the arse. Uh, rivalry aside, um, Panthers fan, but he says, which NFL player would you pick to be quarantined with? <sighs> I mean, there's some uh, mad ones out there who aren't uh, potentially not. I mean, Gronk would be the most fun, but probably after about two days, you'd just want to go outside, wouldn't you? So, yeah, maybe not 
players like that, someone someone quite calm and sensible. Maybe like Larry Fitzgerald, he always seems like a nice bloke. Someone uh someone quite easy to live with, I'd imagine. Yeah, let's go let's go Larry Fitzgerald, I think is my answer there. There's plenty of alright ones, but yeah, we'll we'll go with Larry. I I, w- I would have probably said Andrew Luck a year ago, but obviously he's not an NFL player now, but yeah, love Andrew Luck. Um well that's the end of this first episode. Tomorrow me and Ross will be back. Uh, we've got some other stuff planned for the rest of the week. We're gonna look at the new CBA in one of the episodes. We'll look at the latest news from all the free agent signings throughout the week. And yeah, just all the latest stuff for the NFL. If you've uh, got any stuff you want us to sort of talk about or sort of if you want to get involved, come on the show maybe, then get in touch. Um we're always gonna be looking for guests, say five shows a week. It's a lot to fill, so if you wanna come on and just chat NFL for a bit. Even if uh, you've never done it before, it doesn't really matter. As so we showed with our Channel 12 stuff, nearly everyone on there hadn't podcasted before, but quickly became sort of seasoned podcasters. So, yeah, get in touch. Um, we are on Facebook, uh, First and Ten. And then on Twitter, we are at First and Ten underscore. Um, so, yeah, follow us there, subscribe to the podcast, tell everyone uh, about the podcast. So, we're trying to get some new stuff up. We just want to keep these light-hearted and say there's quite a tough time for everyone i think uh but the, the uncertainty of it all isn't it is the uh big thing but yeah we want to just keep some of these light-hearted give people a bit of entertainment hopefully if you've got not a lot else to do in the coming weeks and months we'll see what happens and all that but yeah a lot of stuff coming up from us and yeah hopefully just kill 15 minutes 30 minutes every day for you but yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll back to, be back tomorrow with myself and Ross. So until then, see you later.